You're listening to a Church Doctor production. Welcome to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. Turbulent times with spiritual opportunities. Hi, I'm Kent Hunter, founder of Church Doctor Ministries. What do you think about this chapter of history? The Internet has provided a platform for a wide range of worldviews, reflecting all kinds of cultural values. COVID has disrupted the whole world for a couple of years and successfully robbed everyone from the health and healing power of a smile. Violence has challenged even the most optimistic citizens who long for a peaceful and respectful world. War and bloodshed in Ukraine has disrupted the lives of hundreds of thousands and raised the fear of World War III among millions. It plays, it all plays, like a newscast nightmare. Why would God allow such a mess? I say allow because the real king of the universe is not a dictator. He has honored humanity with free will. He respects us more than many of us respect one another and those who have no respect for him. Thank God he loves us more than we love him, more than we can love him as human beings. In truth... We are human beings, even more than human doings. There is so much we can't do by our own effort. Times like this humble us into reality. This challenging environment is a season of spiritual receptivity. It is a great moment in history to reach out and help connect others to the ruler of the universe. Churches should be rapidly growing, and some are, and most aren't. Ever wonder why? Let's talk a little bit about stalled churches. Research by professionals is clear. Most churches are plateaued or declining and aging. There are exceptions, yet most local leaders and churches admit we could be more effective in reaching our community. Since every church is a God entity, you'd think they'd all be busting at the seams with people. Well, don't blame God. Jesus is the one part of the equation that always works. He always has, and he always will. Yet, his plan goes farther than that. Do you ever wonder why God would put the effectiveness of his mission in the hands of fragile people like me and you? Could it be that he wants to reach out to others like us to do something very special in our lives? If that is the case, why isn't working much better? One issue is clear. It's not God's fault, but it's not entirely our fault either. 
Many of us have inherited the Christian faith, at least in the way we do church. And we might be raising kids or encouraging grandkids to follow in our footsteps of faith, yet the big challenge is to reach our non-Christian neighbors, co-workers, or relatives. You know, there's a common theme among many Christ followers. It includes several underlying issues. Number one, we think it's the job of the pastor or the church staff. Number two, we grew up in the church and subconsciously pretend everybody did or should have. And if they didn't, that's on their parents. That's not my fault. And number three, yet the greatest issue is this. We don't know how to reach out. And because we don't know how, we don't have the confidence to try. You know what's interesting? The word confidence is from the words with faith in the Latin language. It's not the most Christians don't have faith in God. That's not the issue. Rather, they don't have confidence in their ability to be in mission to the unbelievers they know. How do I know this? Over the last several decades, our church doctors have literally interviewed thousands and thousands of church members in one-on-one interviews. And doing that, you learn a lot. So, what is the issue behind the issues? There's a classic challenge that faces most churches. It is subtle, but it's a brutal tactic of the enemy of Christ. And it is very effective. Further, it's been repeated throughout history, ever since Jesus said his parting words directed to all of his followers. Go Make disciples of all nations, baptizing them and teaching them all I have commanded you. Technically, that word nations is the word peoples or people groups, meaning every kind of person. Now, think about it. If you read the book of Acts and the letters in the New Testament, they are the story of the Christian movement penetrating much of the Mediterranean world at that time. The early church spread like wildfire, without bodily Jesus, yet with the Holy Spirit working through the believers. They had great leadership from the apostles, yet the explosive growth of Christianity was more, more than just that. Believers became contagious with a mission vision. Today, however, the Mediterranean area of the world reflects a very small percentage of Christ's followers. Consider most of Europe. The presence of numerous huge cathedrals reflects a time when Christianity was booming. Today, those churches are monuments of a day gone by a long time ago. What happened? Think of North America. Look at the research conducted by numerous agencies and reported widely. 
the number of churches that are aging continues to grow. The average age of the population in many churches continues to get older. Tens of thousands of young people have exited the church of their parents and grandparents. They are not just absent from the church where they grew up. They are absent from any life of worship. Many of them have children who have never been baptized, never been introduced to Jesus, never learned from Scripture. So, where has the Christian movement failed? Somewhere along the line, throughout history, there is a pattern. In every area, Christians get settled. It might be the third or fourth generation of believers. The passion for outreach, the mission Jesus gave us, is diminished. It moves from mission to maintenance in the local church. You know, when Jesus said to all of his followers, as the Father sent me, I send you, John twenty twenty one. The word send is the word mission. In Latin, the word missio, meaning on a mission. However, so many missionaries that were supposed to be have become consumers. Perhaps the decline in mission is the result of a terrible lie. What is that terrible lie? That the mission field is exclusively somewhere far away over there on another continent. This notion is birthed by a subtle distortion. What is it? Oh, our nation? This is a Christian nation. And what follows? We need to send all of our missionaries over there, far away, where the mission field is. Then, what occurs? Pastors are trained to preach, teach, and manage the Christians in the local church, located in their so-called Christian nation. Mission moves to maintenance. Decline and death are imminent. It is just a matter of time. Meanwhile, there are some pastors who feel called to the real mission field, you know, somewhere over there, far away. Those pastors are trained beyond seminary and Bible, Bible school. They learn missiology, the discipline of outreach and mission. And on that foreign mission field, these pastors are equipped to disciple new Christians in the biblical practice of missions. And so members of the church over there, trained by missionaries, become missionaries as members of the church. But the majority of pastors are not trained in missions, so they can't possibly do mission. Worse yet, 
they can't train their people to be missionaries. And so the cycle continues. The nation becomes more secular. The median age of people get older. And so after a while, God gets the attention of some Christians and perhaps Christians become receptive out of desperation. They see their church declining. They see churches dying. They see their world growing in corruption, their nation in disruption. What made a nation great begins to fade. The mess this world is in is not God's doing. It is the result of sin, as always. Yet God uses it to give Christ followers a wake-up call to mission. And that is often followed by frustration. Why? Because most have never been trained in the dynamic of mission, even though mission principles are in the Bible. But God's people must become receptive to connect the dots, make the effort, learn what can be taught, and change from consumers to missionaries. Missionaries to those in their own social networks, people they already know who are not yet followers of Jesus. You see, this is not a program, but a movement. You can't just orchestrate mission mentality by preaching to the masses. All you do is you make people frustrated and feel guilty. You see, God always begins with a few early adopters, people who are ready now. Jesus started with 12, and within a decade or so, there were thousands. Christian outreach is a form of spiritual DNA based on scriptural principles. It is not simply academic, yet it is contagious. Every mature believer knows Jesus is the Savior. He is the king of the universe. However, did you ever consider him to also be your mission consultant? Proverbs 20, verse 18 says, Form your purpose by asking God for consultation. Then carry it out with all the help you can get. Yep, that's Proverbs 20, verse 18. The other day I read a response from a pastor of a church we recently consulted in Florida. He wrote, So thankful for the entire Church Doctor Ministries team. God is on the move, and we are beginning the journey to church health. That quote reminded me about how God intervenes through people. Most of us probably don't think much about God as a consultant. Though the Bible does. The Bible calls him counselor. Jesus comes to this world as one of us, yet beyond all of us. Have you ever heard, I can't see the forest for the trees? When God the Father intervened in this world, he sent Jesus 
who birthed the church. And Jesus gave us marching orders to reach the world. Jesus gave us a co-mission. It's a partnership to make disciples who make disciples. How much do you think this world, your city, your town, your neighbor needs Jesus right now? Let's think about growing missionaries to your community. In this internet world of instant information, everyone is tempted to focus on quick fix mentality. Most pastors want to go big and move fast, and you can't blame them. It's a desire to equip everyone in the church to become a missionary. And so what do pastors do? They preach a sermon series on how to reach out. But you know what? There's a reason Jesus started with only 12, and he spent a long time with them. There's a reason I had to go to mission school for three years to receive the teaching provided by career missionaries. You see, moving from an active church member to a missionary is not by a flip of the switch. In truth, the majority of those in your church are not ready to be equipped to be missionaries. Yet, and I promise you this, there are always a few. And I say that without hesitation because I believe that Christ is the head of the church and he died for your lost neighbors. So, at Church Doctor Ministries, we first developed the SEND movement. The word SEND, the same as the word mission. It trains church members to be missionaries to their own community. Now, in the beginning, many decades ago now, we provided video teaching for one year. And after field testing, we realized we needed to change that to a longer period of time. So we changed it to 18 months. And in the most recent development of the video series, we recommend it be spread out over three years. And then came the surprise. <laughs> we realized, hey, that was likely every day just what Jesus did. That's about the same amount of time that Jesus spent with his disciples, three years. And of course it was every day that Jesus with his disciples. However, remember that Jesus was starting with what we might call raw recruits. But in your church, you have an advantage. You can start with a few who have been Christians for years. They just have that missing link of missionary training. And some of them, I promise you, some of them have a burning desire to reach others. Meanwhile, as they grow in excitement over the three years of occasionally seeing these videos and discussing them, they become encouraged and they begin to pray for and look for another person at church who they already know, someone that they feel might be receptive, 
someone they can disciple to be a missionary to unbelievers, the unbelievers they already know. It works. It's not rocket science. It's biblical. God blesses it. Of course, Jesus died that lost people might come to know him. So, at the end of the day, many church people are searching for a quick fix program. But Jesus is looking for church people who will start a movement. In Jesus' time, Israel was disrupted by the Roman occupation of Israel, the land that God himself promised to them. But you see, here's the silver lining. Disruption breeds receptivity. And so, you have more opportunity today than ever to reach your unchurched neighbor, that person at work, that relative, the person where you shop, where you go to school, whatever. So, what is God saying to you? And what are you going to do about it? For heaven's sake, literally for heaven's sake, do something. You have been listening to Kent Hunter's Prescriptions from a Church Doctor, presented by Church Doctor Ministries. If you've liked this episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to hear future episodes. Check out Ken Tunter's new book, Restoring Civility, Lessons from the Master, available at Amazon.com.